welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, episode 31. Hi, my name's Auntie AK, and I'm here with... Auntie Farah. Auntie Nana. And Auntie Shade. Hey, ladies. Auntie Shade, who are you welcoming to the family this week? The Black History Month edition of the family. It should be no surprise that I am putting Kelechi Okafor in the family because I believe that you should give people their flowers while they're here. And I think that she has done a lot to speak up for black people, black women in particular. She challenges the status quo on a daily basis and she's an advocate for mental health. Yeah, I just like the way that she sets boundaries. I think that she is uh, one of the best of us. So yeah, into the family she uh, she comes. Yeah. Welcome, Alexi, Black History Mom family, special family member. Was that a back clap? Yeah, basically. <laughs> you can't clap normally when you're black. <laughs> <laughs> I want a boob reduction. <laughs> Can you give them to me when you're done? I mean, I wasn't the first headband I thought we were going to go with, but boob reductions if you like. I was going to say you look quite fruitful. No. <laughs> for all you small titty girls, Auntie Nana's sharing her boobies, so please line up. No, 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 there's only enough for me and you. No, you're good too. You can actually stand to give us some as well. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. If I could, I would, man. Jesus. They're so <laughs> You always want what you don't have. That's yeah. the thing. Because I'd like a, I'd like a, like a punchful more. Just a punchful. Yes. A punchful. <laughs> <laughs> um, Auntie Nana, you, you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. You froze for a bit, and then I saw a lovely message from Antoinette, and then yes, when hello. Yeah. So I say what she says. Yes. Antoinette says, "Hey, ladies, just want to say you guys give me life." I've been following you for a while, but I hadn't taken the time to listen to the podcast and full just snippets. However, since yesterday, I've been in the office, office, headphones on, I've listened to the podcast from episode 11 onwards. Hilarious. Seriously, love what you're doing and keep going. Okay, right. So in the lead up to the US election, we are probably going to be talking about Trump on a weekly basis. So last week, Auntie AK was right. The debate took place between Trump and Biden. From my point of view, I thought it was absolutely shambolic. I love US politics and I've watched a lot of debates. This I've never seen anything like this in my life. It was just a mess. But I wanted to know from the aunties, like, what were your highlights? What were the standout moments for you, if there was any? Thrown into this as well, Trump obviously uh, came down with COVID, or so they say. And I do have my tinfoil hat on at the moment because my question is, did he really have COVID? And also, if he did, do you think, or is this bounding like the beginnings of the downfall of Trump? So firstly, it wasn't a debate. <laughs> a debate is when one person talks and then the other person responds. That's a debate. What this was is Trump talking. <laughs> but you but he interrupted. But he interrupted. No, Mr. Trump, he did not. President Trump, he did not. But he interrupted. But he And basically, I watched this thing on, you know, like now this, they do a summary of stuff and they highlighted all the falsities that Trump said during the debate. There was not one thing that he said that was real <laughs> other than what his name was. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he talked about, he talked about the Portland Sheriff, Portland. who 
who has supported him. The Portland Sheriff subsequently came out and said, I have never supported Trump and I will never support Trump. And it's not just Portland, it's this whole place. And he's just saying Portland and I'm the sheriff of all of these places and I don't support him. So that's just one highlight. In terms of him having COVID, I think he's got Novid, the latest uh, form of not having COVID. And we all know what happens in October. In October in America, just before the elections, it, they call it the October surprise because something always comes out which sh makes a major shift in the way people are thinking and it, it distracts them from what the actual politicians are supposed to be talking about and what they're supposed to be debating about. And it basically sways the vote in the way of the person whose surprise it is. So what a surprise. Trump has got COVID. He's come out of hospital in two mm -hmm. days. Don't right. get me wrong. He does not look well. His mm. breathing is laboured, but that doesn't mean that he's got COVID. He could just have a dose of an STD. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Allegedly. That's the October surprise. That's the October surprise. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, after watching the debate twice, I think he is using COVID as a distraction to the whole race issue that he basically really displayed how racist he was. And I'm so surprised that this hasn't been in the news, but not surprised because of the COVID came along quite soon after. But I just, there were so many points in there where he was displaying how racist he was and wasn't challenged. And so I can only begin to believe that Joe Biden didn't challenge him on his points of views because he also co-signs the reasons why he has stopped the diversity training his reasons for stopping that, I was like, he actually stipulated that it was dangerous and racist to have training that would lead to equality is dangerous. Like, that's a huge thing to say publicly. Mm -hmm. And then to have an opponent not hone in on that, that's because you co-sign that. That's how I took it. But I felt like to sway that discussion going on in the press, House of Cards play there, they gave him COVID. And he probably had a cold. So you can kind of run the two together. And he definitely doesn't look well, but he doesn't look COVID sick. And who goes into hospital for three days? And then during their time in hospital with COVID is able to go in a car and wave at people. That's not COVID. Like, really, even if you had a mild thing, you'd be indoors. And that's irresponsible for the people that were driving you because now they're susceptible to it. A mask isn't enough, really. If you've been diagnosed with COVID, you should be in a secure ward and literally only people in full PPE are allowed to be around you. This is highly irresponsible for a president, for any elected official to be acting the way he has acted. There was no bat signal from Trump this time. Like, I just think he, his only bat signal was to the racist that, uh, you know, really be on standby. We're going to need you. And I just think... He's not going to go. He's going to throw this election. He's going to try and take it to the Supreme Court. Everything was alluding to, uh, if, I, if I lose, I'm not leaving. And somehow I'm going to win this. Like, I'm just going to say that the, the election has been rigged. So he's starting this campaign early from now. Uh, I don't even know who Americans should be voting for. You're damned if you do or you don't. Like You're just damned at this moment. And we're still in the Jason months. <laughs> Jason. You know what? I actually couldn't be bothered to watch the debate in full. I think I saw the headlines before I saw the debate. So I watched some clips and I thought, this is a nonsense. It's a waste of my breath. And I like the idea of having 
political leaders go head to head to challenge their um, agendas and what they're going to do. But it's become less about that and it's more become just posturing, grandstanding, and you barely get the actual facts about what they're going to do for the country. So it's all just um, a puppet show, to be honest. But then I saw that he was interrupting. I actually in, more enjoyed the SNL parody with um, Baldwin and Jim Carrey's now going to come in as being um, Joe Biden. He's done a really good job of it. <laughs> Yeah, he's been brilliant. He did a really good, the sketch is really funny. In regards to Trump and COVID, I was like, this is extremely a hoax, just a distraction of everybody. But watching the video last night of him coming out of Air Force One and then going into the White House, taking off his mask, but he did look problematic. The way he was breathing was like, I haven't seen Trump look like that. The way that um, they said that the, the, the drugs that you get, the amount of drugs that he's been on, the steroids, they give you like a quick high, not a quick high, they give you a high before you crash. And that gives you this adrenaline where you think you're okay. So I was wondering if, and because he has access to all the drugs, he could have got pumped, 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 pumped. He's like, I just don't understand why you'd be so, I don't know, let me take that back. I understand why he's being so defiant, but it's just so reckless. But So I kind of thought maybe he does have COVID, but because he's been on this intense course of drugs that no one else is going to get, even unless you have the the money that he has and the access to doctors and healthcare that he does, we're not going to see that side of someone who is has been pumped with all these testing drugs and all that type of stuff. So I kind of was a little bit more convinced that he might have it, because just because the way he was standing on the balcony, looking terrible and really trying to catch his breath like a goldfish. And then on the flip side of that, there was um, Claudia Conway, daughter of Kellyanne Conway, who went onto TikTok. Claudia Conway is a daughter of Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway was um, Trump's former advisor. Now, she was at the Rose Garden where this apparently... COVID was spread amongst a bunch of people. The Rose Garden, when they introduced Amy Conan, Amy Conan whatever her name is, the new um, jump suggestion for Supreme Court. So Helian Conway's daughter took to TikTok to say, my mum has got COVID. They're lying about Trump. Trump is not okay. He's actually struggling and he's not better. And she um, is basically countering everything that's been said. So if you go on Twitter now, it's like a whole thing about Claudia Conway. And she said, my mum actually infected the whole family. She's lying that she hasn't got COVID. She's in the house. She's infected. We've all got COVID because of my mum. And she's literally just whistleblowing on the whole thing. And everyone's like saying, this 15-year-old girl, we can get more facts from her than what's going on in the media. And now recently, Kellyanne has, has been heard on TikTok telling her daughter to admit that she's lying. And then the, Claudia is saying, well, I've been told to say I'm lying about this. And my mum has had three tests and they're all negative. I've been told to say this. So I don't know what's going on. There, Claudia Conway's apparently been trying to emancipate herself from her family for a while. But all of this is a shit show. The fact that this is what's going on in American politics, Western so-called elite politics. I do not say I'd rather a, a dictator, but right now, what, what, what's to lose? I, like I said last week, they dare not talk about any other country about their politics because this is a shit show. In a nutshell, I think he might have COVID. I don't necessarily not believe it. I do think it was a distraction tactic. And I do think he was overconfident thinking that he's going to beat it. He's giving out so much stupid misinformation. It's his speeches that he's been giving us shit. And what's again pissing me off are the people that are supporting him. They're saying, we love Trump. Ben Shapiro literally said, we love you, Trump. And you guys are going to be sorry when he finds a cure. Something to be compared to um, Will's character in I Am Legend and, and saying he's going to save the, the, save the whole humanity. When I Am Legend was about an, an outbreak that killed everyone. So I don't understand what Ben Shapiro's problem is. If he has got COVID, I think that he is being the true performer that he is, right? I think he's trying to 
you know, speak to his base and say, you know, I'm invincible, even though I've got this thing, like I'm like Superman and I'm yeah, I'm gonna save you basically, which is just nonsense. So I wouldn't be surprised if like for those minutes that he's seen publicly, you know, he's able to hold it together and then he's falling apart like as soon as that door closes. Do you know what I mean? What I was thinking about is that if they were trying to kill him off, yeah, this would be I know this song's bad, but this would be the perfect way. It really would be the perfect way and it would be a big public way to do it if that's what they were trying to do. This whole thing is like one big reality TV mess. That's the cards. <laughs> it is House of Cards. In that and it's like a reality show and it's like um there's a couple other shows this is similar to as well, kind of thing, but it's and it is almost Scandal. Yeah, scandal. Yeah, exactly. Like it's almost looking dead for these. So it's just like what really <laughs> looking dead. <laughs> What's really, really, really going on? Um, I do think it's still that same theory. Like there's a shift of power, and they're really fighting over it. Do you know what I mean? And he's holding on. Like if you look at his last day of tweets or last two days, it's like he's fanatic. Like yeah. he's he's just ranting like constantly. Because he's desperate, I think. Yep. I think that this might be showing like some good cracks, and this, this is what we needed, really and truly. In terms of like the debate, I think Biden's lucky he was debating Trump. And I think if he was debating anyone else, he wouldn't be seen as strong. I did like it when Biden told him to shut up and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He needed to do that, and I think it showed the strength that we don't really see to stand up to someone who is actually a bully. I agree with you, Auntie Lana. He's the lesser of two evils. I don't necessarily think he particularly supports the racist aspect or like the lack of training, but I think he wasn't able to speak. If someone's interrupting you all the time, there's only so much time you're going to fight that, right? Do you know what I mean? Without really losing your call. If Biden gets in, I don't think he's going to do the whole term. We really should be looking at his... Um, I have a question. Who do you guys think won the debate? I think Biden. Call it a debate. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? He came out as more cohesive, like more trying to be be at least sensible about what he's saying and not just attacking. We live in a world where bullies are bad. He came across as a bully. That doesn't come across to the average person. I don't think his behaviour came across as like strong or man, do you know what I mean? He came across like a bully and he wasn't playing by the rules and he wasn't playing fair and everyone could see it and the host called him out on it. Yeah. And Biden's numbers are up to Trump's anyway. This is why all these taxes are happening now because Trump knows that he's lost that, he lost that round and he looks really bad. The only problem is, as always, is his base. Like people who can see him doing this nonsense but still can tweet, we love you, Trump. It's mm-hmm. insanity. So there are people who are actually insane <laughs> blindly following Trump. So it just depends on the numbers out there because, you know, we everyone underestimated the fact that he'd get in and he did. So it's that. that's why I will never, like, say that Biden's a clear head. But his numbers are up in the polls and, and quite, by quite a margin. So we'll see. We'll see. I really think that Trump won. The bully boy tactic, he's, we heard his voice more. He hasn't left the news cycle since then as well. Yeah, I feel like he won that round. If you're an out-and-out racist, like 100%, you're going to look at it as he won. But I think that, like, four years ago, he weren't debating like this. And his information wasn't out there. So I think for the average person who maybe could be swayed or, you know, just, like, was thinking about, oh, my tax breaks and stuff, they haven't seen this fully. 
So this is like the first time they're seeing, okay, he's, he's a maniac. And now he's got a terrible track record as well. Look at what he's done. This is who he is now. What the fuck is he going to do number four years? I think Biden won, that he's the more sensible choice. He's not like super left like Bernie. He's a moderate Democrat. That probably feels a bit safer. But to the people who think their race is dying and this is like the last chance, then of course they're going to go for Trump. Yeah, the proud boy thing. Oh my God. The thing that was most shocking is that he kept banging on about the fact that diversity and doing all of this is dangerous and it's racist and this, that and the other. But he wouldn't say white supremacists are terrorists and it, all of the, he just wouldn't admit it. There were so many things during that debate where it's like everyone said, he's a maniac. And if you can't, <laughs> even if you're not a racist redneck from Goa Blue Bill back Louisiana, even if you're not one of those people, right? <laughs> you should be able to see that this man is a lunatic and he's only got progressively worse over the last four years. You give him another four years and your country will turn to dust because this man's off his head. And as far as medication goes and all of that shit that he's on, uh, who knows what they gave him? We're assuming that he's got COVID and we're assuming that they pumped him full of all the COVID-related drugs. He'll probably just come out and say, I took bleach and went underneath a UV light and fucking... <laughs> and those pills that I've been telling you about, I took all of them and look at me standing up now. No one who has COVID is able to... Who has a serious case of it is able to sit down and uh, stand up and go and do that shit later. Fucking Boris didn't even do that. Let's be real. Boris didn't yeah. go off to off 10 Downing Street waving. He didn't do all of that no. stuff. So I'm still sceptical as whether, whether or not he's got it. The man who has been saying that science is wrong all of this time, mm. we don't need to wear masks all of this time, all of a sudden he's got COVID. It's just a little bit too convenient for me. I wouldn't he's be got something, but whether or not it's COVID... Man, man looks sick, and it depends on the levels of COVID that he's supposedly got. Because if he's got mild or whatever, because there's, I don't know, I don't even know. All I know is that this latest footage, and it will time will tell over the next couple of days how he tweets, how he appears. Because if he, because if he doesn't crash, it then proves that you never had COVID. Is the lie, and if his base still believe that in three days you can get rid of COVID when there's no other person on this earth apart from people who had mild symptoms who got over it in three days. And you're also dumb as well. Just dumb. So we'll see. He looked terrible on the balcony. He looked like a goldfish trying to catch water. It was weird. It was weird. And he just looked stupid. So anyway, I guess we should move on. Any comments? Sorry. Comments, yeah. So Antoinette says, Cheeto Satan is a liar and a narcissist. He's playing us. Totally agree with that. Ketusa says, Infamy overshadows Biden's approach. Biden supported the increased incarceration of African-Americans. He called them super predators. Yes, he did do that. Yeah, so good. Fair point. We shall see. So my news story is yesterday, Pure Jim came under backfire because a member of they, their staff put out a whole workout plan and it went onto their Luton-based websites and Instagrams and all of that stuff. It was basically... If you think that slavery was hard, you need to do this. And it was 12 years a slave. And then he basically went through all of these different types of exercises that you could do that were supposed to be harder than slavery. So it turns out that the gentleman who did it is a black man. 
and after this went out and all the outrage came out, everyone started tweeting and Instagramming and all the, the, the ways that they could communicate with Pure Gym. Pure Gym distanced themselves very quickly from it and said, this is not a company thing. We did not know that this was happening. We've asked them to take it down, blah, 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 blah. He came out and said, I did this last year and no one said anything. <laughs> so, bit of investigation. I went onto this man's uh, Instagram and his Twitter. And yes, last year, October 2019, Wow. Same thing. So this seems to be something that he thinks is quite popular. And what his argument was that nobody had a problem with it last year. Why does everyone have a problem with it this year in this current climate? Is that why people have a problem with it? Now, unfortunately, if you look at this man's page, the majority of the things that he talks about is actually quite positive. So he calls out all the racist people when they say things that they probably shouldn't say. Like one of the things that he mentions is like when Jason Manford called out a person for not understanding black history and not understanding why people want to be taught black history and all of this stuff and what all of, all of the things that are happening with BLM movements and things like that. So his page seems like 99% positive. So it made me wonder, is it that he just forgot his audience? Because at first I was like, man's a coon. How dare you say that? You're a blatant coon. How can you talk about that? Blah, blah, blah. But then when I investigated, I thought, mm, he's not a coon. So what's the problem? Is it that he forgot who he was talking to? Did he think he was only talking to his community where, you know, we all say stuff to each other? Granted, no one chats about slavery like that, but we all say things to each other within our community that we would not accept from anybody else. Was that his problem? Or should he just go away and re-educate himself just like the people he's trying to re-educate on the rest of his page? I saw it and thought, I know this is a black person that's done this. And then I thought, this is a coon. So I went onto his page, similarly, read all of his things, moved away from the tidal wave of groupthink that this is really wrong, and then just sat with it for a while. Like, actually, okay, so 12 Years of Slave was the title that he ran with, and it was all about exercises and the gruelling type of work. I could see how he could get there. I thought, actually, this is something that I could probably come up with in a kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of marketing way. I could see how he could go down this path. And it's just unfortunate that in these COVID times, he's suffering from the curse of 2020. Everybody's eyes are everywhere. Something that would just pass off and nobody would notice is going to be noticed because there's more people on the internet. Like, really, I just don't think it's as big as it's been made out to be. I was ready to gun this dude mm -hmm. and then I went down his page and it's like, you know what, he isn't clueless. And I'm not a fan of 12 years of slave anyway. So I was like, actually, I, I'm not invested in this slave narrative that is being pushed down our throats. So I'm not going to go against him for this because I think the film and all of the other slave narratives, they should be ridiculed. And so I'm like, I back him. I back my brother. I'm not going to slate him. Uh, Auntie <laughs> Auntie I can't lie. It pains me. I, I knew it was a guy and I knew it was someone black, 100%, because that is the kind of level of stupidity that we, we can expect from our brothers at, at times, not all of them, of, of course. Number one, black people can be anti-black. Do you know what I mean? And they can support some things 
in the movement and not support others, yeah? They can also be ignorant. They can also be uneducated. They can also make bad decisions and they can also make mistakes. Do you know what I mean? This was a fucking mistake. That's what it was. And now this is two years in a row you've made the same mistake. Do you know what I mean? Just because you've done it a year before and no one picked it up doesn't mean it was okay last year. It doesn't mean that. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I go to your, your basicness, yeah, and your lack of intelligence that for you to not even have the range to know how offensive this is. Why is it offensive? Because you're equating exercise, yeah, to slavery. Are you all right? (laughs) Like, seriously, you are trading off black trauma to sell an exercise class. That's offensive to me. It really is. People on individualistic level just need to do better. It's not everything that you can trade for money. No, it doesn't have to be that way. Also, not just you, but Pure Gym too. Absolutely unacceptable. You're telling me no one around him told him that there was a problem with this. You're telling me your boss didn't see this and Mm -hmm. and think that there was a problem with this. I'm not saying that everyone that you work with is necessarily black or not, but people around you, no one's got enough gall to tell you that this is no. This is the problem with when you don't have a consistent view on what is racist and what is offensive. This is the problem that things like this can slip through the crack um, because it did last year. And now good, good that people have seen it and good that you're getting backlash so you can understand that this, this ain't on. This is not the narrative that we need to be pushing. No, not at all. That like I'm gonna work out and feel like a slave. Are you fucking mad? Why would you want to do that in the first place? I'm not here for it at all. So you're telling me people signed up for this class? People signed up for the slave experience? In the UK, in 2019, are people okay? Nah. But from my point of view, he needs to learn a lesson. If I was pure Jim, he would be fired immediately. I think there must be some diversity clause that he's uh, violated. He would be fired. Pure Jim should be fined, as far as I'm concerned, for not doing their due diligence. Like, where is the process that your staff members can just push anything? Are you telling me there's not one complaint? Nah, I don't believe that for a second. And also as well, the complicity of people around him is unacceptable. And especially like, not everyone, a lot of the times black men can pass this stuff off as banter it's mm. not banter it isn't it's offensive so yeah that's well that's on that on that let me um read his apology matt simpson's apology for those who are coming across me this morning for the first time i am the individual who posted the 12 years of slave workout yesterday morning via the pure jim luton and dunstable instagram account i sincerely apologize to all whom i offended and angered in any way shape or form directly or indirectly there was absolutely no malice or ill intentions meant by the post which was a very ill-judged post which i am responsible for there are no excuses for it only a place from which the post came, which is from a proud black man wanting to bring his history together with his passion and profession. <laughs> Sorry. Unfortunately, as a result, have been vilified and branded racist. The branding of Pure Jim as racist couldn't be further from the truth in my experience. During my time at the company, I have never experienced any racial prejudice and have always been given the tools and support needed. This is a very hard lesson for me and wholeheartedly apologize to all affected. I am deeply sorry. Now, I accept your apology. I hope you've learned. <laughs> I hope he has learned. However, I'm fully 100% behind Auntie Sade. Now, I think he could be the wonderfulest black man and he could be pro-black, everything. He could be blacky, black, black, but this was very misinformed. And I don't think, to counter you, Auntie Nana, I'm also about us 
adopting and holding on to narratives that bring us down and keep us in victim mode. I, but the fact of the matter is slavery happened in whatever way you believe it, it happened in some capacity. Whether you believe it's the extreme that we get sold or there was some, it's a bit more nuanced than that. But whatever the case is, slavery is a part of some part of black history. And there is a brutality that comes with the narrative that goes with slavery. So for someone to then say, boy, do I have an idea. I'm going to do classes that remind people of slavery. It doesn't matter whether you want to embrace slavery or not. It is a fucking stupid thing to do because there's no light relief in slavery. Even if it's the whole fake story and you go back and actually there was no such thing as slavery. The, what's been sold to us is not something that you can dismantle and say, we're not going to own it because just because of, we don't believe it and because a guy decided to capitalise on something that was so stupid. You cannot, we had whippings. We had the wire, the iron things around the neck. You had people picking cotton. Or, so what is it? It's like picking up your dumbbell, picking up cotton. What the fuck you is know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, Get your band. What is it? The ropes. Skipping rope, lashing. <laughs> what is it? Leave what your name it? at the door because you don't need it. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. And then, I don't know, you would not. <laughs> the marketing tool, you would not, because you know what? Your brain thinks more than that. And though you might think it's funny internally in your internal group, you go on a limb and put your business in the street with 12 years slave associated. We can talk about the film. We can talk about all those type of things. We can, that's a different well, conversation. I think politically, that's a different conversation. I am very much understanding of the fact that sometimes slavery becomes a cross for us to bear that makes us victims. I understand that. But no, black man, you cannot do this. And it's not just going, even if it was just for the black community and jokes in the community. This is on pure gym. It's not even Mr. Matt Simpson's own black owned gym. Even that might have given a marginal of it. Like, I'm a black man, it's my gym and it's for my black folks. Pure gym, white owned brand. So you're going to have white people come. What, what, are we going to get liberal white people coming and saying, I feel so bad, so I'm going to take the trip. <laughs> like a slave, you know. Like I said, I want to get this true slave experience because I want to myself and my ancestors for their wrongdoing. Come, there's so much wrong with it that um, the narrative that we're sold about slavery, we cannot bypass it just because of this moment. It was stupid. And last year, he's silly to say, because I think he was a bit defensive in the first place. So I got away with it last year. No, we didn't notice. It is what it is. And maybe it is because of lockdown that people notice. It's not unfortunate. It's fortunate because think better. And also, again, we always have this narrative. I don't know if someone could do the Holocaust training sessions. And if we're going to talk about us, we've talked about this on the show many times, us in being empowered and making sure that people don't take the piss out of black people and black history and black stories and black pain for better, for good and remixing it for, for money, basically. So we can have that stance. Don't do that. However, into community, you can talk about the issues of slavery. You can talk about, yeah, maybe like, let's not do that, brother. You put something out in public on the back of a white brand. Oh no, Chalo, get yourself gone. Get out, learn something. You know, maybe you're not a coon, but you're a fool. I would like to read a statement. Ignorance, IQ, and common sense level of some people is too much. The mindset and psychology of some people is the reason for the state of current racial affairs. You can't fucking educate wood. Oh. 12th of June, Matt. So, <laughs> you know that this is dumb you know that this is dumb because listen to the shit that you're talking about you know that it's dumb like for you to say like part of the thing i'm going to read the, another thing he's calling it after this epic movie this is our workout designed to celebrate black history month to celebrate black history month 
Black History Month is supposed to be about celebrating positivity, not about celebrating the pain that millions of people went through. And as a result, our race is still suffering for today. We suffered in Africa because all these millions of people were stripped from the continent. We suffered across the Americas because we were slaves. You choose to exercise. They didn't choose to pick cotton. It wasn't like, oh, today I feel like getting my reps up. I'm going to go inside and I'm going to pick some cotton. Like, come on, Use your common sense. Use your common sense. Everything you've said is perfectly valid. It all, it all makes sense. But let's just think of, <coughs> let's say, the brother was, he's just really trying to celebrate a black movie. There's so many other ways you can do that. Come on. There's so many other films. You could see how somebody could jump to that. Like, all right, so let's say... I think it's very basic, to be honest. Hot yoga, hot yoga. And you're thinking, I want to draw on the Holocaust, so I want to make people think about it. And maybe you, like, then was Schindler's List or... No. I don't think... No. no. You know what? If you're trying to do some sort of immersive experience, yeah then, you, do you know what I mean? That comes with guidelines and it comes with aftercare and it comes with, it's, it's a whole package, like it's a whole thing. So I, that's not what he was trying to do. Yes. I know you're trying to find it, but that yeah. wasn't what he was trying to do. He was trying to do squats and pick cotton, mate. That's what he was trying to do. 100%. Like, it's not as though, like you said, Auntie Sade, he was saying, let's try and channel our ancestors and mm -hmm. find and feel what they went through in order for us to do better and feel better and understand and move on. That's not what he was saying. He was saying squat for the cotton. Sometimes, yes, I agree, you've got to try and find a positive in shit, but there's no positive in this. And it's disappointing because, as I said before, the rest of his page seems pretty positive. The yes. rest of his page sounds like a black man who is fully aware of what's going on. And this, the fact that he's posted it twice, is worse. It's worse for me. <laughs> Let's go to the comments quickly and then we'll move on. Okay. Um, so, Zell Shabbat says he went on social media with it wrong and says no excuse. Uh, Nicola says he was very stupid with the comparison and it shows the disrespect of black people suffering. However, look how fast Pure Jim dropped him. Now it doesn't suit them. Last year they profited. True, but I don't blame them. And Zell Sugar said, yes, Charlotte, he's a dunce. <laughs> Just another thing to do. I'm going to read the Pure Jim statement. Pure Jim apologises unreservedly for the post regarding Black History Month that was made today by a Jim and Luton Dunstable. This post was wholly unacceptable, was not approved or endorsed by the company and was removed when it was brought to our attention. We take this matter extremely seriously and are urgently investigating how and why this post was made. Thank you to the people who commented on this post and for raising it with us. Again, they're just disassociating themselves 100% from this man. Yeah. And I agree with Nicola. They knew about it last year. They made money from it. Look, that's the same thing we talked about last week. Look, Diamond and Silk, you came before Trump and Fox, you got dropped the minute you made a mistake. It happens. Black people... It happens. You not to make mistakes. You're not above being dropped. You cannot align yourself with whiteness if you're not fully comprehending that you can get dropped any minute. And yeah. I have a remorseful apology. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. But... You're yeah, not he'll go and work for the gym. Die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes, please please let's go all right so i i will i will share the video and then we can go into the team <laughs> i'm sitting on a bad boy piece of information 
Not too long will keep you waiting. One rap star the queen was dating. Fuck that now, cause he's a pagan. I'm sitting on a bad boy piece of information. We did kind of touch on this a couple of weeks ago, but this is um, Lani Good, and she revealed her bad boy piece of information it was about Tion Wayne allegedly stealing money from her, and then she came out with this track, and that followed a whole load of Twitter revelations from him, and he put out um, some voice notes that she had sent, and they were really problematic. And as an auntie, I was thoroughly like, how do we work on the young people and um, really get through to them that this kind of exposure of their business in social media is not on? Or is it on? Sorry, could you just give an overview of what the voice notes were? The most problematic one was her begging him for sex, and the second one was asking him to get her pregnant, knowing that he is not interested in her, but she'll bring up a child by herself. I would say those two were the most problematic in the messages. Sorry, the only thing I saw was the fraud stuff. I thought he defrauded her. Yeah, that's an earlier story. So we discussed that. So literally it was like she bought him a watch for £8,000. And after he kind of ghosted her, she decided, I want that money back. Oh. Didn't she beat it? I don't think it was her money to begin with. She got on HP. She did it on finance. Yeah. Aside from the details, it's this exposure <laughs> that these young people seem to put their business out there on social media with no um, thought processes of when they're older, like when they're our age, that this is out there, like your body's out there, all of the messages that you sent to somebody that you liked is out there online that you can't erase. Like, how, how do we deal with this? Do you know what I think? I think it is what these guys are not getting are repercussions, really. Mm. Because it seems like you can make a mess and it come back in a couple of months, couple of weeks. You make noise, you get attention, and then it moves on. And unless it's something that's like physically damaging someone in some way where your, your life is physically changed, then I just don't think there's enough instant repercussions like you know telling people like why why are you criminal why do you keep going on road or doing whatever whatever kind of criminal act that you keep doing because you know the consequences jail and you know what happens and stuff like that but people you would forever people still do crime even though the majority get caught and don't get away with it so it's just like this thing where there's not enough of a deterrent from exposing yourself because so many people who do this exposure shit get success in some way or notoriety the only thing that maybe hasn't time hasn't played out long enough is the mental damage and it's hard to as aunts look you know we're all aunties who advise young people and we've been young ourselves and you know when your your parents or your your, your carers have said you know don't do this that and the other because i did this that and the other and you're like whatever you don't know shit i know everything it's only until you get 20 20 30 years down the line when you're like oh get it now so i just think you can only advise them so much, but I don't know what to do because you can only just say this is what's going to happen. But they have too many role, in quotes, role models or influence or people around them that are like, boy, I just capitalized it and I capitalized on this infamy and I made m money because that's another thing. The capitalist materialistic thing, the visual successes, they're like, OK, this is what's happening. So it's all good. We'll work about we'll work out the mental stuff and people cussing me afterwards. After all, people forget and someone else will be the news. So I think it's really difficult to really instill in them the dangers of what's 
this is all about because pe too many people have become famous on the back of it. You've got Kim Kardashian, one of the biggest influencers in the world, on the back of a sex tape where back in the day would potentially have ruined her. But yet, leading on from that, people have just taken that kind of style of thing and Paris Hilton, all those type of people, sex tapes and men's stuff and become super famous and rich off it. Paris was first. Yeah, either way, whatever the case. You're right, totally right. I kind of agree with you. I don't know how we educate them not to put this shit out there because we're this is a whole new world, isn't it? Mm. This social media stuff that's out there, it's almost like that's their therapy. They feel like they need to go online, they go on live rather, and just put everything out there because he put out these voice notes and then subsequently she put out something else after that. It's just constant. Whereas before it might have been an argument that you have with someone that you've been seeing and it's just you and them mm. and maybe your circle knows about it. Now the circle is social media. So it's very sad. And just listening to her messages, I felt very sad for her. Like, you know, she liked this guy and I'm not blaming him either because, you know, he didn't sleep with her. She was begging him to sleep with her. So I'm not necessarily blaming him totally. He may have misled her. But it just seemed very sad that she was saying, you know, I don't know why you won't sleep with me, but you sleep with all these girls and I just want you to get me pregnant, maybe not now. And, you know, everyone's liked a guy probably more than they should, even though they know that it's wrong for them. And I just felt very, very sad about the whole situation. I felt sad that he had to come and put out her ish and I felt sad that she had to come out as well. It's just a lot, isn't it? And I just don't know how you stop them from feeling like this is the way that they need to handle things. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of like people exposing their business on social media. I understand it is what it is. I think we talked about this when we were talking about Lauren Hill's door at that time, which is so unnecessary to do it in that way. But I think what we can do, what we are kind of in, in control of, in a sense, is like how we speak to our young people and actually encouraging them to have better conversations with people and also to be kinder. You know, you can see from these two individuals that, you know, you've got Tion Wayne, who's obviously been quite disrespectful in many different ways. And that's just probably how he views women. Do you know what I mean? So he needs an education beast there. And then her herself, like Lani, she, there's self-esteem issues there. So it's just how she's, she's seen herself. And like, if they had had that nurturing, then maybe that we wouldn't even be here. It's almost like, I don't want to put labels on it, but like broken people mm -hmm. to be better, but they might not have the tools in order to do that. Lani herself, she's what she's in her 30s, right? Do you know what I mean? So to no me, way. She's in her 30s? In the grand scheme of things, yeah. So if someone from my team is watching, please type in how old she is. She's not young because the whole thing in the beginning was that she'd done that show with young people. And it was like, you're the adult and you're talking to 17 and, and 20 year olds and inciting this nonsense that they was, you know, encouraging this negative talk about other people. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, as an older person, you shouldn't really be doing that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just don't think it's very, um, it's, it's just she's not 26. Really oh, she's 20, sorry, 26. Mm, that's what it says. Oh, serious? I thought she was older than that. So maybe I got that wrong. I can't lie. I did feel. What Tion Wayne done, I feel like it was kind of wrong because it's almost like it's not the same level as, but it's a step towards, uh, what do you call it, when you post someone nudes? Oh, he yeah. did the nudes, actually. He did do that as well. Do you know what I mean? That's wrong. And that's a criminal offence now. You can't do that. Like him doing the voice notes, this is steps for intimidation, public shaming, all that kind of stuff. I know what she was saying and... 
there's just a part of me that's just like, I don't think any woman is above saying those things at a particular time. A lot of people in the comments were just like, how could she do this, da, 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 and all this kind of stuff. But people get wrapped up. They really do. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. she could just be being dramatic to get a reaction as well. There's that too. So I don't think people need to go too much into her on that. My thing is, though, if she is trying to be popular and she is trying to trend and she's trying to seriously launch her career, she's she's doing the right things. This is what works. This is a formula and it works. Like, have something dramatic happen to you, get it into the blogs, have a back and forth, release a track, like, do you know what I mean, kind of thing, and, and keep posting and be unapologetic about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've seen it in recent times with Renee, you know, a young girl on so- social media is known for doing like a butt implants kind of thing and then going wrong. She rose because someone posted her news, right? Originally, that's what it was. So this is like now, unfortunately, a viable path mm-hmm. for publicity. It's a shame, but at the same time, it kind of it is what it is. Like if, like you're saying, Auntie AK, okay, like if you see this happening, like to big celebrities and they're doing it, then... How can you stop other people from doing it? I just, I just don't think they should be held to any higher standard um, than anybody else, right? Do you know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. I'm thinking over that, and I am like, what gets me is because the Kardashian thing is always thrown in, and same as Paris. But I'm trying to think of a black person that has this same trajectory, and it's worked mm-hmm. out for them, and then. On top of that, I'm thinking of a black British person. Uh, so maybe everybody's just trying to be the first one that buses and, and they're the, the one that everybody looks to. But I'm not sure if this is a formula that black women should be going down. Like, I, don't, I don't think it works for us. Yeah, I just don't see how it gets you anywhere other than on that slutty... Like, it's just all negative. I can't see how you can rise above this and it turns into something positive. I don't have anybody to think to. I can't think on the fly, but we could say that controversy followed, you know, the whole district club thing. Then CZ Mills rose to the top and capitalised on that scandal. So I guess we haven't had like a, maybe a, a sex tape scandal. because we're not. It wasn't like that for us over here. I mean, black people have different type of moral and not morals. Not Do you know what I mean? There's a different type of tradition yeah. that we are. So then... Yeah, for Paris Hilton and for Kim Kardashian, they were in a different lane, different space, and exactly. But now, as British Black people, especially, are becoming celebrities a bit more and influencers, because you know everything that America does, we're a couple of years behind. Whereas decades or so, we always follow their pattern. So this is now our in quotes time to do these type of all these things to start happening. So I think that's where we are discovering more people aspiring and le- looking back at who has made it. In off the back of controversy and now remixing it for themselves in the UK. I don't think it's a thing black women especially should do, being biased. No, that's not the way forward. But again, as as we're saying, and I'm Charlie saying, it's what's happening. So, and remember, people aren't necessarily looking to cultural icons, black role models. They're looking to whoever's made the most money. And a lot of black folks who want to be materialistically famous will don't care what color that person is, is who's done it and done it well. And so that's why Kim Kardashian is an influencer to everybody rather than just specifically white women who you would think, do you know what I'm saying? So I don't think yeah. 
can I just say though, I, I think that ratchet behavior, that's, that's essentially what this is. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. it is known, it, it works. It is a formula in, in, in America, especially in the hip hop scene. People like early, early days, you might kind of really? put Eve in there. You'd probably put little Kim in there. Like um, nowadays, yeah. obviously, um, Cardi doing the most to get attention is definitely for even Doja Cat. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely seen as um, a viable part, for mm. sure. With what she was saying on the voice notes, from her point of view, that was never supposed to be public. Do you know what I mean? She sent yeah, it to him. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Her nudes were never meant to be public. What she's doing is riding off the wave of it, though, and not letting it stop mm. her. I don't have a problem with that. I also don't really have a problem with ratchet behaviour either. We're not a monolith. Like people can do what they want as long as they're informed and they've got consent and all of that kind of stuff. Sometimes we can be a bit judgmental on people like that who come from different walks of life, who have different opinions on what it is to be uh, feminine or what it is to be sexual and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, I think it's up to them and how they, they navigate their way through this patriarchal world is up to them. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really come with that same, oh, that's not black, what black women should be doing kind of thing, kind of energy. And I just um, come back on that because you just sparked a thought in my mind when I was watching and listening to the voice notes that really stuck out for me. It really struck me that there was like a lack of nurturing and maybe like mothering in her life. Like I just really felt an emptiness that I see with just in the black community. So we speak a lot about like fatherlessness and, and that being like our main fathers not being in the home. But actually there's a lot of things that you see and it really strikes. There's a lack of femininity and mothering and nurturing and people seeking outwardly to feel anything, whether it's love or hate, you just want to feel something. And there was a lot of that in there. I definitely agree. I can remember being, but she's older though. So as a teenager, maybe falling head over heels and saying some shit. It was never a thought process to have a child and be a single parent and actually, you know, really think of that. Like, this is something that I want from a man that isn't loving me. Like, it's just, it really struck me that emptiness and I was really thinking like I don't know I always feel like maybe it's more of an American it's something that I saw in American society more than over here and I'm seeing it more over here and as you said us being slightly behind it's like we shouldn't allow this to become rampant like gangs America had that problem before and there was lots of peoples over here in communities that were saying this could happen over here. And it's almost like as the community elders, we allowed it to take place or our older generations allowed it to take place because we were taking our foot off the gas as to how you bring up your kids. So lots of people were working loads and I get that, but it just, it just sat with me wrong. Like we're going to allow females to have this same trajectory and also bring kids into the world under this so okay so internet says working with young people you would not believe the amount of young girls who still send pictures to guys which then get sent around the whole school no matter how many times we've warned them not to do this ish week on week we get new reports we need to just keep trying to educate them and maybe just maybe someday that we'll get through social media can be the devil at times i agree with that 
there could be more measures in place to stop that sort of behaviour. But like, I kind of just wanted to touch on one of your points, Nana. So I think there's too much negative stigma, negative connotations of uh, single parent families. You know, I can't assume what she was thinking at that moment in time. But I, I just don't think that the two parent family should always be the aspiration. There is this, uh, we're just in a society which tells us that it is. Do you know what I mean? And we've all kind of bought into it. And that's what it is. But the majority, well, not the majority, but a large number of people don't live in that kind of family. They don't. They and Or they weren't brought up in that kind of family. So her reality might be that's what she knows and that's what she wants. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I just think it just has like a negative uh, stigma kind of thing. Um, that hit me. I don't really see that as like a massive thing. The thing is, it was just like the lack of, care for herself and then also as well on Tion himself that too shows maybe an experience of a lack of mothering because of how he's treating these women you're treating this girl like she's nothing or because she done something for you so she's an idiot or because she's pining over you so she's not worthy of respect I think that is not talked about enough the thing about being a single parent there's nothing wrong if you're in a situation, because not everyone is fortunate enough to be in a situation where they have a partner, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be a parent. Again, what I found really sad about the whole thing is that her voice notes were very emotional. That's the thing that struck me most about it. And for Tion Wayne to put those out there, that's what I have a problem with, because it's disrespectful. Despite what happened between you and her, he could have literally just said the statement because he released the statement. And then he put out the vo voice notes. Mm. He could have just released a statement and said, it's not as cut and dry as that. You bought me a watch. We weren't together. You got it on HP. You were upset that I went and collected it before without me. Me and you never did anything. Let's leave it at that. I, maybe I shouldn't have led you on. He should have held his hands up and said, maybe I shouldn't have led you on. The fact that he released her voice notes and then went on to say, I'm not saying anything after this, that shows a lack of respect. And you don't treat another human being like that. That's the problem there. I don't know what it is that she's expecting from him after all of this time, because it has been a long time. And yes, she has feelings for him probably, but that's something that she should work on outside of social media. This thing that these young children get, like it's like a cathartic experience from releasing their every known thought into social media. That's where the problem lies. But again, like all of you said, I don't know how they change that when this is their reality. They're seeing other people do it. So it's it's normalized for them to do this. You know, their lives are lived out on social media and through, you know, reality television and all of that stuff. It's not like when we were growing up. We would speak to our friends before we would post something on social media. And that's not necessarily the case with this generation. So I, think, I know what you're saying about caring and nurturing and that lack of because, I mean, we come from a very patriarchal line or we've that's been the dominant thing when it comes to the black household. Because we have the thing of absent fathers, there's a lot of emphasis and weight placed on the father, whether he's in the house or not. So when he's in the house, he's given the big piece of chicken, metaphorically, mm -hmm. in every yeah. So then so much weight of pressure is put on the black man that the mother is neglected in regard to how important she is in, in the family. And then when you when the man's gone, so much emphasis is put on the fact that he's gone. And so the mother, again, her importance is reduced. And so the, there's a lack of 
maybe respect for the mother, from the children and from society. So then that becomes, mm. and then the nurturing care that a mother needs, a single mother needs in that position to not be vilified and not be the poster of kids running wild. Then you've got the mental health issues of a mother that who might not be able to do her due diligence with her kids and then does take out her stresses on her children. So then that conversation about mothers is very sensitive. We have that whole conversation, which always pisses me off and I get so, I get offended when, and I understand why some fathers get offended, but I get offended when people cuss black women, especially this is, the, this is the black women thing. I don't know if it happens in the white community or other communities. And when black women take on Father's Day, I get very upset with men that say, you women don't deserve, don't do that. It's cussing us. Cause I'm like, I understand when you're a good father and you have, especially as a black man, you're fed up with the negative press. But if a woman, and I am speaking with my chest because for being a single mother, but not to say that my daughter's dad is not involved in her life, but I've done the lion's share of the work. And mm -hmm. if I want to celebrate Father's Day, I'm, I'm not disrespecting him, but for sure, bloody, there are times when I have been mother and father and in the in ways it's had to be in society. So I, so there's so much things that we don't, we're not allowed to talk about because society makes it so difficult. But I understand that lack of care that a lot of us have. We don't exhibit care for each other. We have no respect, black men, black women, have little respect for each other. It's a little bit more lean to black men having less respect for black women. And this thing that Tion, I've experienced it, if I'm gonna be real talk, I've experienced a man making me feel stupid for loving him. Now, yeah. what is it in society that makes it so wrong for a woman to just be like, I love you. And then sometimes I do think, and I've paired it back, and especially I think about the individual involved, his insecurities made him feel less worthy. So yeah. he's looking at the woman like, why the fuck do you love me? I'm shit to you. I'm a punk. I'm a boss. I'm all this stuff, but you still love me. You're an idiot. However, then that's the narrative that goes out. So this woman here is now being judged for being a fool, an idiot, because she loves Tion Wayne or she's begging him for beg whatever the case is. She's like, I just want to have your kids, whatever. And he knows that's the biggest way to shame her. And women, girls out there are cussing her, saying, oh, yeah, you shouldn't do that. But everybody's in that situation. That thing that I can understand the emotional, I think it's too many things to separate. There's social media and urging on social media. I think sometimes it's okay. I think sometimes it's wrong. It depends on which lane you're in and what you're saying. But I also think there's a separate conversation that probably will take longer that we have to talk about that. The brokenness of us as a community, just talking about black folks ourselves. Everyone else probably goes through the similar things in different ways. But for us, we do need to look at how we judge each other and men do need to have this new conversation that women aren't stupid for loving them in that basic term. They have to understand why they hate themselves so much that they find it stupid that a woman can love them. That's the conversation that we rarely have. Hey, I'm Auntie Nana. You're listening to Your Aunties Could Never. Now it's time for aunties to fix your life with Aunties Know Best. Aunties Know Best, do we have any dilemmas in the head house? I do today. Go, girl. Oh, we have one more story. I think we've been on long enough, so I'm going to... Oh, okay. yeah, we're running out of time. Just to let you know, Picture House, cinemas have all closed temporarily because of all this lockdown stuff. Support your local cinema if you can. Bam. Go. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> or don't. If you don't want COVID, if you're scared. Whatever. I don't know. Go on. Hi, aunties. Love the show. Um, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm literally sitting on a bad boy piece of food for me. <laughs> and I'm conflicted about sharing. My best friend has a child, my godson, who's 10 years old, and her husband, her husband and her met in school and have been together ever since. Their son has a best friend and they go everywhere together. They're like bat batty and bench and 
unfortunately, one of my elders has re revealed to me, by accident, mind you, that this friend is in fact the half-brother to my friend's son. Whoa. I'm shocked, as you can imagine. Because not only does my friend not know, I think, but I can't be totally sure, that her husband doesn't know either. Confused. The brother's mother, family, oh, are also friend. family friends. And I remember roughly about 10 years ago that the mother actually went back home to get married. And then she came back a few years later with her son, but her husband lives abroad. What should I do? If I release this information, I know it could be problematic because we're all close and we all go to the same church. If I don't, I will feel guilty because my godson does have a right to know who his brother is. Wait, totally confused. I get it. I'm not. I get it. Go on, Ben. I get it. It's, it's, it is not for her mm. to give that information. Sorry, please. Can then, you understand it? You remix it. What? Who's the godson's mother? <laughs> The, the friend, mm -hmm. her, her best friend. The person that's writing in is her best friend. Let's do it with us. I have a son. And I have a son. And yes. Sade is your son's godmother, yeah. right? Yeah. Me and you are good friends as well, okay? Yeah. My son is actually your son's brother. Your husband is my baby father. But yeah. your husband doesn't know. And I said I was going away to get married. And when I came back, I had a baby. Right. Gotcha. Okay. And Auntie Sade. And Nana's told me. And Auntie Sade is now like, do I tell Auntie AK? What do I do? Okay, got it. Auntie AK, right. or do I talk to Auntie AK's husband? Right. No. <laughs> Go on. It's not for Auntie Sade <laughs> to tell Auntie AK. <laughs> or... Most definitely not Auntie AK's son, okay. right? Mm -hmm. What Auntie Sade needs to do is tell Auntie Farah, <laughs> I know the ting. I can see the ting. <laughs> Your ting soon bus. <laughs> you need to let people know the ting. That's what Auntie Sade needs to do. Because... Put it this way, if, if she goes and says something to everybody now and blows it out there, you know how these things happen sometimes. She will look like the villain. Everyone will shoot the messenger. They'll line her up individually and shoot her. The quickest way around it, because you're friends with everybody, is to chat to the secret baby mother and let her know and tell her that, look, you really need to tell people because people are whispering already. It's very apparent. They probably look alike. Funny yeah. thing is, I, I I know a story like this. I know I know a story just like this. Once it all came out, it all turned out lovely. So, I don't know. I, all I'm saying is it's not for Auntie Sade. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like Auntie, you know. it's Auntie Farah's business. Yeah? <laughs> Auntie Sade to let Auntie Farah know that she knows the thing, and we go from there. If somebody came to me with this information... So how I told Auntie Sade, so if I was the Auntie Sade, I'm putting it back on the person that told me that you need to go and tell Auntie Farah. I'm not telling nobody nothing. I am not speaking on it. Yeah. And maybe when they started to deliver the information, I'm like, la, 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 I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so any yeah. of my friends, it, no. Or it will just sit with me. I'm not telling anybody. And then when it comes out, I'm going to feign like I didn't know. Yeah. Because it is going to come out. What happens in the dark comes to the light. But it's not going to be through my mouth. Absolutely not. So my best friend is Auntie Farah. 
and Auntie Shade. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm best friend. Auntie Shade is your best friend. Auntie yeah. my best friend. Yeah. Family friends. Yeah. Jesus. Auntie Shade, you're my best friend. Yeah. You know, my son's dad is Auntie Farah's father. Yeah. Auntie, Auntie Shade, you need to tell me. What? This is the thing. As my best friend, you're my best friend. <laughs> this is the thing. No, no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold up, hold on. So who's the, where's the loyalty? Because the thing is, look, if you want to protect me as your best friend and you have access to Auntie Farah, then, or or the man, no, no, because the man's just going to be like, we're dumb. So if you have access to Auntie Farah and it's like a friendly thing where you can talk to Auntie Farah, I would understand if you wanted to, look, listen, chick, I know your things, as Auntie Farah so eloquently put, things are going to blow up. However, once you've done that, my best friend, I beg you come and tell me, yeah? Now you've got the tea from um, Auntie Farah. Come and tell me, you're my best friend. Because you've got to protect me. I need you through this moment. I don't know. And I think it's only based on the fact that, because we're real best friends, not best friends where really we hate each other. You know that sometimes friendships are... <laughs> 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 sometimes people no, There's a few out there. No, there are people, you know, like, cause when you say, because I told, I thought I was doing the good thing when I told a so-called best friend that her man was stepping out on her. She turned around and was like, no, 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 you're jealous. No, 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 no. She listened to her man. True, it was true. Obviously, because I'm not a liar. That's that. So that's there's that type of stuff. If your relationship is truly best friend, sisterhood, girlfriend, we tell each other everything and that's our code. Tell me, please. I think that's okay. It's, and I always have this thing of like, there's nothing wrong with telling the story. It doesn't always blow up. It doesn't always go wrong. And it could just be like, okay, cool. We sort it out. And not everyone's relationship is so precarious that they can't take some truths and then sort it out. So in all of this, my best friend, if you know something about my life and you really trust that I'm a sensible best friend that's not going to act stupid, mm. please tell me, please. I think I would actually talk to all parties. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would have to. I would actually, because the information needs to be verified, first of all. So I would need to find out from the husband, like, listen, did you and so-so, did you ever do something? Do he know? is going to tell you no. But I would say, did you ever do something? If he says no, I'll be like, well, this is what I've heard. Are you sure? Because I'm going to give you until X amount of time to flag it and talk something because I'm going to my friends. So I'll give the husband a little bit of time to get his story straight. That's what I would do. Because if he doesn't know, it might be a shock. But he has to talk to Auntie Farah to find out what it is. But I think it's for him to deal with that. Do you know what I mean? Because that's their child. So if he doesn't know, he needs to do that thingy. But then I would have to go to my best friend and just say, look, Thank you. Thank <laughs> this is going to be a difficult one. <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is a, di- this is a difficult one and I'm need you. To- I'm going to need you to stay calm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, I, I, I seriously think if the man doesn't know, then it would be for the secret baby mother. Like I would, I would go to the secret baby mother and I would say to her, "Look, your again, your stuff's about to come out." Because if you think about a husband and wife situation, something that detrimental to your whole being, to your whole universe, especially if he doesn't know, that should come from the husband. I agree with you. I put a time limit on it. I, I would put a time limit on it. I'd say to the secret baby mother, "I'm giving you this amount of time, and if she doesn't chat the chat in time, I'm then gonna approach him." And I'm going to give him the same scenario. I'm going to give him a certain amount of time. I will be there for my friend, but that's a husband and wife scenario. There's nothing above a husband and wife. I'm sorry, that's that's for them. I will be there for my friend, but I think it's a husband and wife. It's for the husband to tell his wife. We don't know if he had a relationship with her. 
We just know he doesn't know at this point in time. We don't know if he stepped out and ha- we we just don't know. If he doesn't know, yeah, then that means that they're not having a relationship any longer. Well, lots of people in marriages like that. I'm not talking about him and his wife. You don't know. No, because you can't. He cannot still be having a relationship with the secret baby mother and okay, not realise okay, okay. that that's your you. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. Okay, you're in denial. Yeah, but denial was different to really yeah. not knowing, isn't it? Wait, wait. If you're saying, sorry, Nancy, I want to bring you in. If you're saying that he doesn't know, this is the this is the thing, he doesn't know. If he doesn't know, that's we haven't got like he's speculating, you haven't got he's in denial. The facts are he doesn't know. So he hasn't up to this point not realised. They could still be banging if he genuinely doesn't know. Thanks, man. Bo- bollocks. But I, I, I agree with you, but I also disagree with you. You can't be banging a woman for 10 years. She's got a you in the yard and you ain't asking yourself, I've been banging this woman for 10, 10 and a half, 10 years, nine months, let's say, because we're talking about the pregnancy and you don't know that kid's yours. Bollocks. And if you're playing that you don't know the kid's yours, you're just doing it for an easy life. Yeah, yeah? for sure. If he doesn't know, because they could be banging in hotels, doing one ways. You just don't know. So he's not even in the... I don't know. Anyway, Auntie Nana, let's give a point. What do you think? I wouldn't want to hear from anybody other than my husband of this scenario. And so because I wouldn't want to hear from anybody other than my husband about this, I wouldn't tell if this was my best friend. I'm not. I'm not saying. So at the most, if I'm going to say anything, I'm going to speak to the husband. But I think I would probably go to the baby mother first if she is also my friend. I would speak to the baby mother first. And really, I would respect the baby mother's decision if the child is, let's say, 10 years, 10 years old. And she has gone 10 years without telling the child's father, this is your child. And she wants to keep it like that. I wouldn't blow up somebody's marriage. I couldn't have that on me, even if it's my best friend, because that's their marriage. But should it should it blow up someone's marriage though? Oh yeah, it absolutely could. Could, but should it? I don't even want to know the coulda, shoulda, wouldas about it. Then don't the children suffer? And then aren't we kind of upset? We, you know, but <laughs> aren't we like just Maybe. living with secret and lies? I think that's wrong. I think I personally think that the child has a right to know. The children yeah, have I a right to know. I still stand by what I said before. I would talk to the baby mother first. I would give her a time limit. She doesn't meet that time limit. I'm talking to the husband. And then we move on from there. Do you know what I mean? But it is not my responsibility to blow those people's worlds apart. You should hear that information from your husband. You should hear that information from your mum. You should hear from your mum who your dad is if you don't know. You should hear that from your mum. You shouldn't hear it from other people. No one's saying tell the children apart from the parents should tell the children for sure. No one's arguing that. I don't think anyone's arguing that. But, like, if you tell the husband, do you let the husband tell the wife? Yeah, I think so. I'm not against that. I, I guess I was putting in the caveat because, like, maybe he doesn't want to say anything. Maybe he was happy to be in denial or whatever kind of thing. So maybe he doesn't want to say anything. So if he doesn't say anything, then I'm going to say something for sure. And I agree with you. That's what I'm saying about steps. I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not talking to her. Because it's she's my friend, friend, I would. No, 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 you're a fucking liar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> this, this thing about blowing up the relationship, and I, I, it's interesting, it's very interesting this because the relationship is more important than the children and then the best friendship. Wow. So it's like, this is the thing. It's like, it's very interesting. I didn't say, I didn't say it's more no, important no, no. than the children. No, no. It's not just you either. 
and this also I was like Nana saying like protecting the relationship. Yeah, so know. that marriage that's been sanctified in the church, all that type of stuff, that's being placed more important than the sisterhood, that's being placed more important than the parenthood. And that's a very interesting thing. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, but the, the thing I come back to is my best friend knew something about me. And imagine she did all the due diligence. She went around to all the people behind my back just to, to protect me. And then no one wants to tell the truth. No one's like, fucking keep shut. I'm going to fight you. And, <laughs> and no, it's not coming out. So my friend, my best friend is sitting on a bad boy piece of information. That's that a bad I, boy piece of information. The oblivious person is sitting there knowing that, this shit is going on behind my back and this and for and we don't know there's no variables we don't know they're still fucking we don't know but i'm not saying any of that no, i'm not saying this is not about you i'm talking about my no, I'm just, but i'm just wondering how you got to that piece where you're still in the dark and no one's telling you what we're discussing is how you get that information because the information is going to come to you but we're just saying who do you get the information from i'm just I'm getting from your friend do you yeah. get it from the baby mother who is also your family acquaintance or do you get it from your husband? So my exploration, my exploration is if the, cause the, the thing is it, people are kind of saying that it's not for the best friends to be for the best friend to tell the best friend. Right. Oh. I think that mm. if, if the people who you've gone to, to say, listen, I know this. And if you don't say something, blah, 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 then it has to come from the best friend because if it doesn't, yeah. they oh, who said that. Oh. Yeah, I do get what you're saying, though, Auntie Aki, because at the end of the day, it's just like if, if this was happening to me and my best friend knew and didn't, and all these people had these conversations before me, I wouldn't be happy because, and maybe that's interesting because maybe that's how it's, it's sisterhood above everything for me. I don't know if it's above a husband. I, I kind of feel. I think that husband, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, yeah, I think I've just got a different viewpoint on that because it's like, they can dip out any time. <laughs> I agree with you. You see, like, a boyfriend. Mm. Just, a, just a boyfriend, yeah? But you see a husband. For me, if I'm going to marry somebody, that's a whole nother level. And I have to put my husband above my brethren. I love you. I love you. You are there. But I'm sorry. That's my husband. How can you enter into this unity and then your husband knows that he ain't shit compared to your brethren? Yeah, your husband has done this. That's no, but we don't, we don't know that. We don't know that at that point. In order to try and have a successful marriage, surely you have to try and have a partnership, a yeah, true partnership, yeah. where your husband has to be your best friend. Of course. That's a successful course. marriage, is it not? You know what? If I kill my husband, my girl better help me bury the body, you know? 100%. Yeah. To add, drive the car. But you know what I'm saying? I find the spot. Really, the angle doesn't have to be that he cheated. So let's say she was actually with the girl before. Like they did a thing. She moved away. He's got with another woman, but they're married and they have a family and he has a child. I still think it's for the baby mother mm -hmm. to then be like, I'm going to deliver this information. Now, there has to be some types of reasons. It could be her story why she isn't telling this man this is her child. But I, as a friend, I wouldn't do it unless I know damn well that this is his kid and what that situation is. I'm not going to bring that on to another family because say if I blow it up and the wife does go nuts, like you've got a child out there and I've ruined a household and they have kids as well. And I, I was part of that deliverance of that information that blew up somebody's family. Now, remember the kid over there and their, their parents now separate. I was a part of that. I can't do that. I'm not really into the the catalysts of events that you don't know where that leads. I wouldn't want to be that spark. 
if I'm going to speak to anybody, it's going to be the baby mother. And I'm going to ask you why. If, is it is? Do you know concrete that it is? Do you want to go down that road? And I would support my best friend if this came to her door through this other woman. But I am not going to be that person. So you, so you would be. So if the baby mother's just been like, well, I don't want to say anything. So and then they don't say anything for another 10 years, another 15, like 25 years, 30 years. Are you just going to sit on that information for the rest of your yeah. life? Yes. Wow. Yes. I would not. I would not. Unless somebody, unless my best friend came to me, like I suspect something, I still wouldn't tell her, but I would, I would explore it with her. But I am not giving that tin. I'm not giving that match. Not, not from my mouth. Nope. Just out there, anyone who knows me, just tell me. Tell me straight up. Tell me. I want to know directly as soon as possible. Tell me. I can handle it. I, I don't care. Like, tell yeah. me. Uh, I, I, I think I again. I think we probably, probably have to, we probably can't do any more dilemmas. We have to move on. But yes. I, I would. I think the, the baby mother is the person to be spoken to. Mm, she's given the ultimatum to tell, especially if she's moving as a friend to this person, the other woman. Or oh, there's. But she's lied for ten years. <laughs> so is he. He doesn't know. Wait, no, but like you both said, for 10 years, she's not a trustworthy source. Hold on a second. Like you both said, how do we know that he doesn't know? You both said that. You said he is the one that has cheated on his wife. We don't know who she is. So he is equally not trustworthy. We don't she's know who she is. He's not any more, he's not any more so trustworthy than her. Is okay, the mother of the brother knows. Okay, hold on. So you just said he might not have cheated. So if no. he never cheated, then it ain't no big thing, in it? Then she's no, not a liar because he didn't cheat. No, but she knows that they're brothers and she hasn't said anything. Allegedly. She, because yeah, exactly. that. Allegedly. Anyway, we need to move on, man. We could talk about this all day <laughs> no, 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 no. long. I see where you're going, but no, no, no. You're not correct. You're not correct. Order, oh in, the court. Order in the auntie's court. That was auntie's no best. If you have a dilemma, please send them to dilemmas dot your aunties could never at gmail.com hey i'm auntie farah and you're listening to your aunties could never and now we're about to take you guys back with black in the day so black in the day so this is a bit of a black black history month special and it's just a kind of we want to talk about moments in history that are either personal or significantly you know publicly popular that we feel have been most impactful on our black lives or black existence and mine is it's a bit silly it's a bit personal to me is the curly perm now i just <laughs> it's such a <laughs> hairstyle it's such a moment in black history um and it's global from africa to america to the uk a lot of us had curly perms and it was like the counter to the relaxer where you didn't have your hair straight and this is enabled us to have looser curls and imply that maybe, I don't know, I don't know if the implication was to have like kind of, we've got something in our blood, so our, our curls shake left and right. <laughs> Super moisturized, you'd either get the spray, k- k- worlds of curls, soft and free, star staff pro, or you'd get um, uh, the, the gel, because I remember when, when I was a junior, I'd get the gel and really slob my hair with gel. So for me, the reason why it was so significant is because I was fostered twice, and I think, in, I had loads of hair when I was a young little girl, but my mum cut my hair down to go to my foster family so there would be no issues. So you wouldn't see me like this, working with, you know, the white families. So I had my hair sh- <laughs> like, like I'm, oh yeah, I keep doing signals and people listening won't know. So I basically like a hot, locked mess. So my mum shaved my hair down. So I did like a little number two, it's probably why I still got my hair low now. Um, so when I came back to my mum, finally, I remember getting the curly perm and feeling 
really cool actually and it was a really crappy poem, curly poem I just had like a round curly poem and I remember thinking I was so slick I used to comb it back flat and just have it slipped down and <laughs> really cool but you know you had like you know you know Michael Jackson had a curly perm kinda yeah you did have a curly <laughs> and then on the back of the curly perm, problems yeah the, exactly on the back of the curly perm then you had the leisure curl and leisure leisure curl. that was because that was a bit more dry and wasn't as wet and drippy as the jerry curl because and then you could have it make it look more like it was your hair again the issues that we have with afro hair this is why we have jerry curl compared to the relaxer and it was just a very significant so i used to have it slipped back when i was about in my 12s ages and stuff like that and i used to go to my auntie my auntie um, auntie akria big up auntie akria who taught me everything i knew about hairdressing and the foundation when i was kicked out of college i, w I was sent to work you tell the story I'm just saying, I went said to work with her and I learned how to do the curly perm. There's a point to me saying this. And that's where I learned how to do a curly perm. I used to do lots of curly perms and lots of old ladies and get mine done at the same time. Oh, thank you. Um, so all of this to say, the curly perm, I think is a significant piece of history. It has its monumental moments. Um, you know, if those of you love coming to America, there's that specific moment when the family's going to sing it. So, and then you know there's also the the, the perils of um curly perm in school my neckline used to be quite heavily juiced my coat used to be quite heavily juiced with curly perm juice and when i was a teenager i got it cut into a bob because that's the closest i could get to having something fashionable so i shaved the back and it was still a triangle of curly perm on top and that's my curly perm story. Um, and then when I turned 16, I released the curly perm and got a relaxer. But that's my historical moment in time, the curly perm. I'd like to celebrate it for Black History Month, the curly perm. And I guess the curly perm. The curly perm. The curly perm. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about the curly perm. Or Can I just say one thing about the curly perm? I know that we're short of time. Um, and it was significant. I remember being in primary school and in... There wasn't many black people in my primary school, but there was four black girls in my class and one of them was a bit of a bully and she would send you to Coventry. So then like, all of the other girls wouldn't talk to you when she wasn't talking to you. And this would go around. Everybody would have their time of not being spoken to. And I, it was my turn to not be spoken to. And on the Sunday, my mum got the curly perm out. And I didn't have the curly perm for the three weeks that they weren't talking to me because I felt like it would be wasted. So it always stuck in my mind. Like she, every Sunday she would be like, oh, should we do your head? Obviously I'd usually be excited because you get your fresh curls. Be like, no, no, it's okay. Until I was back in the set and then I got my curly perm. Oh my God. And, and I always, it always triggers me like, rah, you was really that upset you didn't have a curly perm because nobody was speaking to you like it wouldn't be it wouldn't have been celebrated once i came in with my fresh curls because nobody was talking to you wow wow he sounds like a bitch yeah, yeah. Order. i never had curly perm i wanted it i never had it and i remember there was a girl in my class who had i think it was leisure curl leisure curl and like you said auntie ak the whole of her back of her shirt was black and greasy but it didn't put me off. I still wanted it. And I was really vexed that I couldn't get it. <laughs> uh, Dishan, did you have a curly perm? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Wow. I just had a regular perm. And yeah, and my hair was short. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really go. I didn't go down that route. I'm trying to think. <laughs> my, my year that did, 
There was one girl, Barbara, I think her name was. She had really long hair and that was totally flat. That was probably the best one I saw as well, to be honest. Yeah, there was a few girls that had like the leisure curl and it was long, long. they had hair already. Yeah. So it yeah. Really good. And I, really I, good. I didn't get there. Mine was a triangle bob. Anywho, yeah. curly perm. Big ups, Black History Month for the curly perm. Nigel Mark says the leisure curl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you have one? Did any men, Nigel, did you have a leisure curl? There were some boys in there that had a little bit of a curl. Listen, my auntie did. did one for my, my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me want it more, but it didn't really take properly. I remember him sitting there with all the rollers in his hair and then it came out and there was like not much going on. <laughs> I, had, I had an uncle with curly perm. It was like, uncle man, you got curly perm. Yeah, anyway. Hey, I'm Auntie Shade. You're listening to your aunties could never. It's almost time to wrap up. Before we do, aunties, what's made you sad, mad, or glad? What's made me sad? You know what? The debate actually did make me sad. Just I did laugh a lot, but it did it just made me sad at how blatant mm. they were being um with their racism. So that kind of did make me sad that they're not even trying to hide it. Mad. I've had a good week. I haven't got mad at anything this week, actually. Yeah, I've been, I've been all right. Um, and glad. Do you know what's just it's really simple things, but just the sun peeking through, like the last couple, kind of day, just having a bit of sunshine is really, I think maybe I was going down the road of like a bit of sad disease, like because it was so dark um, and I've been in the shed a lot. So just the sun coming out has really just made me glad. So I've gone back to doing real um, affirmations every day and having a couple of salt baths, probably due to my period coming as well. It's like I've been a bit gloomy. So the sun coming out has made my days a bit brighter. Um, what's made me sad and kind of mad actually has been the prospect of going into lockdown again. It's just annoying me like just make a freaking decision and make it clear and make it quickly. Exactly. Um, just so we can adjust and whatever. And then glad is, I guess, another business one actually. Everyday Friday is stopped by Boom Cycle now, which Ooh. is uh, yeah, which is really cool. Um, thanks so much. So Steph, she actually sorted that out, and we're going down to see it probably on Thursday and stuff. But yeah, that's amazing. Well done. Well done. Well done. Thank wicked, you very much. Wicked, wicked. You know, blowing up, man. <laughs> Glad that uh, it was Black History, um, not Black History, Black Pound Day the other day, and I just oh, really love to see all the product, all the products that I didn't know about before, and I just like representing and making people aware about my circle or my square, my rectangle. <laughs> you guys. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'm just really glad at all the brilliant things that you guys are doing, and um, yeah, keep it up. Um, sad that my foot is still broke, and I'm wow. yeah. Oh, that. That's a week. Takes <sighs> a while. It's three weeks <laughs> on Friday, and it's just boring now, and I'm bored, and I'm frustrated, and I feel sorry for myself. So that's my sad. I'm not really mad at anything other than our friend Matt for not knowing better. Oh, allow him, man. As I said, he just should know better. That's all. I'm mad that he doesn't know better. What was I sad about? I think I'm sad about the whole us being taken for total idiots. And I am really sad about the fact that what America does, UK does. And now we're going to probably have the same similar kind of should we, shouldn't we with Boris and Keir Starmer. 
So I just hate the fact that we're living in a world where we can't trust the media, we can't trust politicians, and we're being governed by fools. So that's making me sad. I'm probably a little bit mad. But my other mad is a bit more annoying because my daughter, she rang me on the way to work as a, in a panic because mummy, the tube is covered in crane flies. You know, it's crane fly season, daddy long leg season, whatever you freaking call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And floaty yeah. flies. And she cussed and cussed and cussed. And then didn't I have one in my room just decide to float across <laughs> my face like that? And then I wrote the house down, got the hoover out, got it. And then another day, there was another one. And I think the good thing about them, they're like the flying ants. They come in and then they disappear. However, I don't want them. Go away. <laughs> come in my room because I need my window open because I need the fresh air. Go away. Go away. Um, what's made me glad, which I keep forgetting to talk about, is um, my daughter is the president of the Kingston University ACS. And I'm really... <laughs> Yeah. She's like, she's voted president. And it's a bit poignant because my daughter went through so much in high school and secondary school and, and college, people just, just getting bullied and stuff. And she's just really coming to her own. So it just makes me glad to watch her and know that, you know, people actually voted her to be the president and she's organizing stuff for Black History Month and she's just getting a little boss on. And she's just a great girl. So I'm glad. That is beautiful. So good. She's like a table Before we go, oh, now you've got my, Nigel Mark said. <laughs> what did he say? He said, nah. Oh, this is to do the hair. Nah, but gold sporting waves had me feeling like Jamie C. Fine at 15. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know the guys, the mad sport. Yeah, sporting waves. <laughs> do you have anything else? Like any. Um... I'm working on it. I had an unpopular opinion, and yeah, it's touchy. So I need to formulate my argument for it because if about, I blow it out, I think it's a bit too controversial. So I need to work on it. What about hit list? You got anyone on your list? A hit list person. That's why I need to just. Oh, it. so they're unpopular and they're on the list. Boy, yeah. well, well, you can stick with the fact that you're trying to ride for Matt Simpson. Yeah, let's have that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very unpopular. Opinion. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't finish my my following thoughts on on Matt. Why we should allow him? All right. Oh, so, <laughs> all right. My unpopular opinion. What was his name? Matt. Who? Matt. Simpson. I think his name is Matt Simpson or something like that. Matt Simpson, the guy that is in the um, Slave Gate. <laughs> Pure Jim Slave Gate. Now, I feel that he should be loud because, especially if you go down his social media, he actually has some really good points. I think it's unfair that he's being called a coon. I think it's unfair that people are calling him stupid. At the most, all he's done is make a small marketing mistake. Small <laughs> marketing mistake. I can see how he could jump to 12 years of slave. Because one other thing, we don't own the word slave. Now, he is just... <laughs> Nana, Nana, no, no, we need to interrupt you, Nana. And I have to. I'm sorry. Are you going to sell your latest head wraps and 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 say slavery head wraps? Are you going to do that? No. Precisely. And on that note, precisely. No, no. Let me finish. The slave term that he was referring to was about being a slave to progressing your body. You always want to find the best in people, and I love you for that. But no. Yeah. Antoinette says a wonderful message. She says, Do you want to go? I'll just oh. Awesome afternoon of chat, ladies. I dodged a Zoom meeting with the excuse of being busy, busy listening to the aunties. Thank, oh, you. thank you so much. That's so sweet. I love it. Thank <laughs> so, you, Antoinette. 
that note. Thank you for listening to your artist <laughs> never. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yes, guys. Um, like, comment, and subscribe. We'll be back next week with more the artist could never, and we're definitely going to get some more unpopular opinions from Auntie. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 That was Auntie's No Best. If you have a dilemma, please send them to dilemmas.yourauntiescouldnever at gmail.com.